Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Today is going to be a continuation of Wednesday. On Wednesday, I, I don't know how many of you, how many of you are here on Wednesday? Let me see you wave your hand. So we talked about uh, basically the supremacy of Christ uh, over the Old Covenant and the Old Testament. So I'm just going to do a summary of what we talked about and move on um, uh, this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. Just to kickstart and just uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. We said God who at various times and in various ways had spoken to us in time past by the fathers. To the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us through his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Whom, through whom also he made the worlds. He being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding, upholding all things by the word, word of his power. When he purged, he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Having become so much better than the angels, he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent ministry than they. Hallelujah more excellent name than they and we talked about the 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 history of uh, hebrews and said that hebrews was written to uh, the jewish believers who were waiting uh, for christ to come you know it was we heard that he said you know i'm coming soon and they were really expecting him and most of these guys were thinking of going back to judaism so this letter is written to encourage them that this judaism and this old covenant that you want to go back to christ is better amen Christ is a better sacrifice, is a better testament, and is a better covenant. Amen. And we said that Hebrews, first of all, started like I just read, showing us that Christ is better than the prophets. Amen. Telling us that Christ now speaks to us through the prophets. And the next thing we said, that it also shows us that Christ has a more excellent name, a more excellent ministry than the angels. Amen. We also explained and said that Christ has, uh, is more and is better than Moses. Of course, we know that Moses was the mediator of the law. Amen. That was presented to him actually by the angels. Hallelujah. And that's, that's one of the impo- importance why, why this comparison uh, is made. Of course, people say that uh, the, the law was given to Moses by God. But Jesus came and said, no man has seen God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So it tells us about Moses and it tells us that Moses was a servant in the house, but it tells us that Jesus owned the house. Amen. And he was a son of the house. Amen. It also tells us in uh, Hebrews 4 that Jesus is better than Joshua because Joshua was the type and shadow taking the, the children of Israel to the place of rest. Hallelujah. But the Bible also tells us that if, 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 if Joshua had truly given the children of Israel an experience, experience of rest, there would have not been another rest that would have been talked about. Amen. And that rest is the rest that is brought by Christ. Amen. The Bible also even says that, this, that they did not enter rest because of what? Their disobedience. And I told you that disobedience comes from what? Unbelief. It's an offshoot of unbelief. So if uh, if disobedience is an offshoot of unbelief, it tells us that entering the rest of Christ, we enter by what? By believing. And that believing brings us to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Also very important, we talked about uh, the Aaronic priests who are the Levites, that uh, how Christ and his priesthood is greater than the uh, priesthood of the Levites. And we mentioned certain things. We said that Aaron paid tithes to Melchizedek. And how do we know that? Because even Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek and the Levites are an offspring of, uh, of, of Abraham. And of course, the Bible tells us that the, it is the lesser that gives to the greater. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible also says in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that if the Levitical priesthood was perfect, there would have not been need for another priesthood of the order of Melchizedek. We also talked about the similarity of Christ as a type, uh, 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 as Melchizedek being a type and shadow of Christ. Amen. Amen. Also, the, the Bible says in Hebrews that where there is a change of priesthood, by necessity, there's a ch- there, there, there needs to be a change of law. So if there was a change of priesthood from uh, the Levites to uh, the, that of Jesus, it means that there was a change of law. Amen. So now we are no longer functioning under the law of sin and death, but we're functioning with the law of the spirit of life. Do you agree? Yeah. Hallelujah. It is also noted in Hebrews that the, uh, Levitical priests actually made nothing perfect. But what Christ came to do, it is perfect. Amen. It's perfect, it is complete, and it is finished. Hallelujah. We also noted another difference, okay, that Aaronic and Levitical priests died. They died. So it wasn't just one priest. They needed many priests. So if you die, somebody continues in another generation. But the law and the testament that Christ did, he's our high priest and he does not need any, there was no need for any other high priest after him. There was no need of any other sacrifice because what he did was whole and it was complete. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Celebrate Christ. Celebrate Christ. Come on. Hallelujah. And Christ also as our high priest does not need to offer sacrifices daily or yearly like the Levitical priest will do. They would offer sacrifices uh, um, um, once a year or daily. Just make sacrifices you know, over and over again. But Christ made a sacrifice once and for all. Amen. Another important thing to note between the Levitical priests and Christ, our high priest, was that Jesus sympathized with our weaknesses. The Bible tells us in the same book of Hebrews that we have not a high priest that is not touched by our weaknesses. So he was not weak, but he was able to sympathize with our weaknesses because he was tested in every way, yet he was found without sin. But Levitical priests were priests that were men that had weakness. Are you not happy that you have a high priest that, is, that understands your weaknesses, yet he's not weak? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, we have an advantage. Hallelujah. Of course, like I told you, uh, you can, if you want to tag the message, you can just say Christ amplified. Because what, what, what Hebrews does is to show the supremacy of Christ over the law and over the old covenant. Hallelujah. So, I just want you to, I believe that, you know, as you explore Hebrews, and I encourage you to go and read the book of Hebrews because it's so explanatory and so easy to understand that Christ is better. Christ, you keep seeing all over Hebrews, Christ is better than, and more excellent, much more. That's what you keep seeing throughout uh, the, the, the book of Hebrews. Amen. So we have a priest that is not weak. 
even though he sympathizes with our weaknesses, but Jesus has been perfected forever. Tell your neighbor, Jesus has been perfected forever. Amen. We also said, if you look at the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that if the first covenant wasn't faultless, then there would no, there would, there is no need to have another one. Amen. Hallelujah. We also noted that the first one was written on where? Stones. Amen. But where is the second one written? It's written in our hearts. It was written in stones. And, and, and you saw that God had to take the children by hand. But right now in the new covenant, we thank God that he did the, the laws, his laws, his ordinances, the things that he needs from us. He puts them in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we walk out what has been walked in. And that's why the Bible says that he walks in us both to what? To will and to do of his, of his good pleasure. The Bible says that no, no longer will anyone say that they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't know me. Because the truth is that he, would have, he has put his laws in our hearts. We, we are not trying to do good. We are good. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are not trying to live rightly. We are righteous. We are righteous and thus we, we live rightly. Amen. We do not attain righteousness. Hallelujah. Righteousness has been atoned for. So never amplify attainment than atonement. That's what has been happening in the church. Atonement has given us righteousness. And thus we naturally give out right living. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, another, another important uh, thing that I would like us to know is that Christ, as our high priest, did not serve in tabernacles that were made with hands. Amen. You see, what the Le- Levitical priests were doing, you know, all that tabernacle, all that arrangement was just a type and shadow. So we can just say that they served shadows. The tabernacle that Christ served in was greater and more perfect, and it was not one made with hands. Another important uh, uh, differentiation for us to know the supremacy of Christ over the Levitical priests was that Christ presented his own blood. Hallelujah. The Levitical priests never presented their own blood. They presented bloods of bulls, bloods of goats, bloods of calves. Amen. But Christ presented his own blood. Hallelujah. Let's amplify Christ. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the work of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that the, 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 the word and the understanding of the atonement of Christ blesses our hearts today. See, it's an understanding of the love that drove Christ to the cross. It's the understanding of the atonement of Christ that makes you actually want to live rightly. It's an understanding of that love. The Bible says that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Amen. We came to Christ by believing. We came to Christ by trusting him. And that's how we're going to stay in Christ. Did you come to Christ by your works? Hallelujah. If your works did not bring you in, your works cannot keep you in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Hebrews continues to amplify this. 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 Um, continues to amplify. It says that Christ's blood, right? Apart from cleansing, it, it, apart from cleansing our flesh, because Levitical priests they offered bloods of what bulls and goats, and it was only able to sanctify the flesh for a while, and they had to go back. Amen. But the blood of Christ sanctified not just our flesh, but our conscience. It takes care of us totally. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's amplify Christ. Let's amplify the work of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible also tells us, 
and this is what I, lo- I love this so much. You see that when Christ had done the work of atonement, when he had finished his work, he sat down at the right hand of God. The right hand of authority. The priests in the Old Testament never sat down. How can they sit down? In fact, you know that the priests in the Old Testament, they had to tie things around their waists. Not just, not just around their waists. These things had little bells to show movement, to show if they were still alive. So they would go in and they would do all that they need to do and they would come out. So if they, are not, if they don't come out or if they don't hear any sound, they would check that rope and they would pull they would pull the priest out. Hallelujah. But Christ has finished his work. And he is seated at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why we say that he's able to save us to the uttermost. He's able to save us to the uttermost. Because even right now as we speak, he is making intercession for you. Hallelujah. So we don't have a priest that, we don't have a priest that uh, he's going to sleep or he's going to die, or he's weak. We have a, 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 a priest that is able to save us to the uttermost. Tell your neighbor, Christ's work is perfect. Tell your neighbor, Christ's work is complete. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in, in the standpoint, church, we are thought and our, 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 our modus is is to esteem Christ. Hallelujah. Our motive is to esteem Christ. The world will tell you about self-esteem, but we will tell you about Christ-esteem. The world will tell you about confidence, but we will tell you about Christ-fidence. Because the truth is that the best of yourself, it cannot be compared to your best in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, be your Christ self. <laughs> Amen. Now, what is the mystery of this message? Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. Let's see that from the New, uh, New King James. Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible says that the mystery which has been hidden for ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his sense. What is this mystery? To them... To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles. Which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Tell your neighbor, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Look, 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 you can look at this from the message version. The Bible says that this mystery has been kept in dark for a long time. But now it is out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to be to know this rich and glorious secret inside out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ in you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor that's the mystery. That Christ is in you. He says, so therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. This is the substance of our message. We preach Christ. Warning people not to add to the message. We teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity. To be mature is to be basic. To be Christ. Amen. To be mature is to be basic. Christ, no more, no less. That's what I've been working so hard all day, year after year, 
doing my best with the energy that God gives me. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Thank God that the glory, the hope of glory does not depend on me. Thank God that the glory of the, the hope of glory does not depend on my efforts. Hallelujah. Thank God that the hope of my glory does not depend on the sacrifices of the Levitical priests of the Old Testament. Hallelujah. But Christ in me is my security of glory. And let me announce to you that that glory is not just a glory of the eternal glory. It's a present glory. Hallelujah. Christ in you is the assurance, evident assurance that you will experience glory in this life and in the life thereafter. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Christ is all the assurance you need. Christ is all the hope we need. Hallelujah. You know, many times because of our conversations in our regular um, relationships, we tend to uh, lose value of words. So when somebody says, I hope, uh, when somebody says, I, am I going to see you tomorrow? The person, and you say, I, I hope to be there. You already lose confidence that the person will be there. That's not the kind of hope that the Bible says in this scripture. It's an, it's an, it's an assurance, confident assurance of glory. Hallelujah. That is the work of Christ in us. Tell your neighbor, Christ is enough. You don't need anything more. You don't need anything less. Christ is enough. He is our hope of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says in the amplified version of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Because this is so important. You know, there are many things that, 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 that people teach and say. And many things that people go through. And there's a tendency for people not to look at Christ anymore. There's a tendency for people to begin to look at themselves, begin to look at their efforts, begin to look at the things that they do, begin to look at, you know, what they have done. Not knowing that all that is expected from you as a believer is to look at Christ. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, keep looking at Christ. Tell your neighbor, keep looking at Christ. The believer is called, first of all, to believe and to know. Many, of, many, many times we just use that word, believe. Yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I mean, because I go to church. But it's more than that. Believing with your hearts. Amen? 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 We are called to know. We are called to keep looking at Jesus. Amen? Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12. The Bible says, looking away. Looking away. I want, I, want, I want to show you the meaning of that looking from the Greek. Hallelujah. The word looking in, chapter, in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 is from a Greek word called afoio. Afoio. Tell your neighbor, afoio. Look at what it means. This is so important. This is, this is, I've summarized where we finished on Wednesday, but this is so key for, for, for the believer enjoying what God has wrought for him, what God has done for him in Christ. Amen. It, it, it means to look away from. Alright? So, apo means away from. Horayo means to see. So this word signifies undivided attention 
looking away from all distractions in order to gaze, to fix one's gaze on one subject. Amen. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. It, 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 it means looking away from all distractions and fixing your gaze on one subject. Hallelujah. So when it is used in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, it's talking about having your eyes for no one else but Jesus. Look at what the Bible says. Looking away from all that would distract you from Jesus. I don't know what is taking your attention from Christ. It may be the issues that you are going through. It may be just your religious knowledge about church. But I want you to put your eyes back on Christ. Say he is the leader and the source of our faith. In the original, it's not the R is not even there. It's, it's the leader and source of faith, giving the first incentive to our belief. And also it's the finisher, bringing to maturity and perfection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you need to understand that it is Christ that even started the work of salvation in you. And he's the one that will perfect it. He's the one that will bring, it, bring you to maturity. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it's the first incentive. Hallelujah. No wonder the Bible says that no one can come to God except he what? Draws them to himself. Hallelujah. So how can God draw you to himself and now you want to keep yourself by yourself? Ask your neighbor, now you get yourself. <laughs> the Bible says that the life that we live is no longer our life. Amen. Why is it no longer our life? Because you did not die for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. Tell your neighbor, keep looking. Keep looking at Jesus. Keep looking at Jesus. I think, I think Christ, this scripture also gives us an example of how to look. He says, for, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This should be our testimony for Christ that is set before us. Amen. We can now despise the shame. See, despising the shame is not even crying. It's not even uh, throwing a pity party. Despising and ignoring the shame is... The, it, it's, you are making a shame of the shame. I don't know whether you understand what that scripture says. It's not that it, it's, you are despising the shame. Hallelujah. You are making nothing of that situation. That is trying to take you over. You say, despise the shame. You think it was easy for God all by himself to come... And die for, to, to live like a merman. Where human beings will be telling him, oh boy, where have you been since? <laughs> Amen. But his love, the joy that was set be, before him. The, 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 the end of the matter was what, was what his eyes were gazed on. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray we can take a cue from Christ. And keep looking at Jesus. Taking our eyes over everything that distracts us. And keeping our focus on him. As we, as, we, as we look into the word of God, we look at it from that Christ perspective. And as we see Christ, we see ourselves. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That is the essence of what we are saying. The law could only show us ourselves. But when we look at Christ, we see a new being. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. The Bible says, King James, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Behold, 
What does behold mean? Behold the new thing. Keep looking. Hallelujah. All things are passed away. Tell your neighbor, all things are passed away. Tell your neighbor, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Behold, all things have become new. Keep looking at what is new. Keep looking at Christ. Keep looking at Christ. As you keep looking at Christ, he is amplified in your life. Look, look at what the amplifier says. It says, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. A new creature altogether. Hallelujah. I don't care what you have been before. The Bible says you are a new creature. We must begin to learn to take the word of God as it is. Regardless of your experience, regardless of your situation, regardless of your condition. The Bible says all things are passed away. All things are passed away. Hallelujah. Whether you were prostitutes, whether you were living in dead, deep sin, it doesn't matter. You cannot amplify your sin and your past life more than the atonement of Christ. That's why we took our time to go through the atonement of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Perfect sacrifice. Perfect priest. Amen. So wonderful. We need to think of these things. A priest carrying his own blood has a sacrifice. He is the priest. He is the sacrifice. Going to himself to present it. God the Father. That is so amazing. Hallelujah. How will he not, how, how will the sacrifice not be accepted? Amen. Hallelujah. But the sacrifice has been made a long time ago. What we need to do is keep looking. Look at what the Bible says. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. The problem is that many of us want to be beholding the old. And that's why the Bible says, Be ye transformed by the word renewing of your mind. Amen. You see, one of the things that make you feel you are not saved, one of the things that make you feel you are not righteous is your mind. And you must learn how to keep looking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, because the mind is a place that memorizes your actions. Hallelujah. So, some of the things that you are doing is not you that is doing it. <laughs> some, of the, some, of the, some, of the, some of the things your, your, your flesh wants to long after is because it's used to it. But your spirit man has been renewed by the Holy Ghost. Are you hear what I'm saying? Your, your spirit man has been renewed by Christ. You carry the Holy Ghost inside of you. The Spirit of God dwells in you as your temple. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me share this quick story that will tell you that the mind, the mind, the mind is what, what, what leads us sometimes to do the things that, that we, we, we have left. And that's why we must keep looking. Uh, there was a time I, I was, uh, I used to go to the office. I used to pass a zone five road. At the end of that road, there were always road safety at that road. And that time, I think my papers had expired or something. And so one day I passed there and, and they stopped me. And basically, I just knew that these guys were here. So I'm not going to be passing this place again. All right. So over time, uh, there's always a left turn. That you would just take and somehow you would pass that place. So I got so used to it. I it's just this. There was a time initially I forgot to pass it, but I started training my mind. You, you don't want trouble. You want to get to the office early. Take left. So I was taking left, taking left, taking left, taking left. I got I got my papers. I got my license. Everything on point. 
because I think they stopped me somewhere else. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I got everything set. But guess what? I was taking left. <laughs> Do you know that one day, and I realized that I actually have my papers. I have my license. My car papers are complete. But I was taking left. Why? Because the mind had been used. Do you know that sometimes it's not you that is driving? I'm telling you, what am I doing on this road? Because I'm used to going to that road. I was supposed to take a left turn. So I was, I realized that why am I always taking these lifts? When I have the justification, hallelujah. When I, to, to, to actually go straight and no one can stop me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I had everything that was required, but I was still taking lifts. Because my mind will just go left at that point in time. So I had to consciously tell myself, you know what? You can't go straight. <laughs> I missed it a few times, but I now started, and if only the left road is longer. <laughs> and I started going straight. Guess what? When I went straight, those guys are not there again. <laughs> so all the left have been taken. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what happens to most of us. Hallelujah. We, we, we have been justified. The price has been paid. But yet, we still allow our minds to control us. Amen. And why that happens is because we are not looking. We are not looking at Christ. We are not knowing, we are not identifying with Christ. Praise God. Because as you identify with Christ, as you keep looking at Christ, as you keep knowing more of who you are in Him, that life is being, that life is being, is being worked out in you. Hallelujah. That is what is called sanctification. Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit in the believer. Hallelujah. He's working out, he's working out the faculties of Christ in you. Amen. He's working out the faculties of Christ in you. Now you want to do the things that God wants you to do because his laws are written in your hearts. Amen. Christ is in you. Hallelujah. Christ is in you. Tell me about Christ is in you. Amen. And he said, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Why? Because it is finished. Our standpoint is that Christ has sat down. I like that. Our standpoint in the standpoint is that Christ has sat down. Amen. Tell anybody it is finished. Hallelujah. Remember what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. You know where the Bible says that you should work out your salvation with fear and trembling, amplified version. It says, not in your own strength, verse 13, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work of, for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell neighbor, God is our work in you. Amen. He's giving you power. Energizing you to do what is right. Amen. That is so comforting. Hallelujah. So Christ is in you. And yet God through the Holy Spirit is working in you. He's giving you desires. You know what desires is? It's like the desire is the deepest part of you. Amen. Is the deepest part of you. As we continue looking at Christ, as we continue beholding that which is new, God, God through His Holy Spirit is working in us both to will, not just to do. 
you, it means that you want to do it. Hallelujah. You desire to do good things. And then you do them. Hallelujah. He's giving you power. He's giving you energy to do the things that please him. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you have all you need. You just need to keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. Tell your neighbor, keep looking. Of course, you know, there's a type and shadow of keep looking in the Old Testament. Of course, you know about the brazen serpent. And I'm sure you guys may have not known, but that's why you see on every uh, medical logo, there's a, there's a snake on that. Have, have you noticed that? Have you ever asked why that's there? It's because of that story from the Bible. Amen. Because the brazen serpent brought healing. Hallelujah. God is so wonderful that he uses the foolish things. That's why some things you'll be hearing in the standpoint, you'll be wondering how, 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 how shall these things be? But trust me, if you believe and you continue to put your eyes on Christ, you will see that these things will come to be. I mean, how can a brazen serpent, one brazen serpent that is put up, how can a brazen serpent save you from live many serpents that are biting things everywhere? <laughs> Hallelujah. But you have to keep looking. Regardless of, I don't know what that thing is now that is biting you. That is making you want to look at your efforts. That is making you want to look at, at the situation. You need to keep looking at Christ. Amen. It was a type and shadow for us. That there may be times where we, are, where we want to look at our effort. I'm sure there were some people that tried to run. I know they say, ah, I'm, I'm fast. Let me run. But that was not instruction. Do you understand what I'm saying? That was not instruction. Instruction was what? Just look. Just keep knowing. Just keep believing. Keep looking at Christ. The, the, the Christ that the, the, the was typified by the braces. Just keep looking. Hallelujah. And your healing will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible also says in, in, in Philemon verse 6. It says that the, that the communication of your faith may be effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. And it's in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you see that the believer is called to know. You are called to acknowledge. You are not just meant to sit down there. This is how you activate the promises of God for your life. Acknowledging. He says that the communication. Your faith is effectual. Your faith is making impact. By what? You acknowledging every good thing. You know it. You acknowledge it. When there is lack in your pocket you do not acknowledge lack you acknowledge the prosperity that god has given you when you feel a sickness in your body sickness is knocking at your door that is knocking at your door doesn't mean that you open the door that you acknowledge the healing and the health that you have in christ it says that the communication of your faith shall be effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in christ why because you are in christ hallelujah hallelujah this is our call this is how we make our lives effective. This is how we, we, we take our, 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 the knowledge of our position into our experience. Hallelujah. Acknowledge every good thing. Every good thing. Not just one. Not just some. Acknowledge every good thing that is in you that is in Christ. There is nothing in your life that can escape Christ. Nothing. There is nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is nothing. There is nothing too hard for him. There's no sin too big. There is no sin. Some of us want to magnify our sins more than the work of Christ. How can you do that? Amen. 
We must understand this thing that sin is a nature. Hallelujah. That produces a action. Hallelujah. It's a nature that produces an action. In other words, it's a now and it's a verb. Hallelujah. And that nature, that, that nature was, came when, when Adam fell and that just came on everyone. Do you understand that? Because if you understand that Christ became sin, Christ did not sin to take your sin. He became what? Sin. He could not sin because it was a perfect sacrifice. Amen? Amen. 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 So if Christ did not have to sin to make you righteous, why do we feel that what we do or what we don't do is what is going to make us righteous? I don't know whether you understand that. Amen. He became sin, the nature. He took that, he exchanged that sin and he gave us in that imputed righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must keep looking at Christ. We must keep looking at Christ. If you look at Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 13, the Bible says that the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared unto all men, teaching us. I'm excited to, to share some of these scriptures again because, you know, on, on, on Wednesday, uh, we, we didn't have a projector. So it's good that you see this. Uh, so Titus 2, it says, For the grace of God had appeared unto, that bringeth us had appeared unto all men, teaching us to deny all ungodliness and worldly loss. Amen. That we should live soberly and what? Righteously. What, what helps us read righteously is the grace of God. The grace of God that brought salvation. It's the same grace of God that teaches you how to live righteously. Amen. Hallelujah. Grace teaches. The law demands. Grace teaches. Show people grace. Show people Christ. And Christ will teach them how to live righteously. Christ will teach them how to deny ungodliness. Stop telling them to deny ungodliness. That's law. I hear what I'm saying. Teach grace. Grace will teach. I hear what I'm Show them Christ. Christ will teach. Because he's working in us, both to will and to do. Amen. It's a, it's, a, it's a paradigm shift. It's just a perspective that you need to understand. Hallelujah. Where we, we, we don't progress to our position. Our position has been atoned for. We receive it and we progress. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The world has taught us. Even science has taught us. You, 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 you progress to a position. You progress. They have taught us attainment. But Christ has attained for us by his atonement. Do we understand that? Hallelujah. The Bible says in James chapter 22 that it says, Be ye doers of the word and not receivers only, deceiving yourselves, deceiving your own selves. But if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his face in a glass. Hallelujah. For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetted the manner of man he was. Hallelujah. This is a man that will look and be seen himself. That reminds me of the law. The Bible says what? He beholded what? Himself. Stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at yourself. Stop put the pressure on Christ. Christ has given you healing. Put the pressure on Christ. Christ has given you prosperity. Put the pressure on Christ. You need deliverance. Put the pressure on Christ. Amen. Put the pressure on Christ. He said, he has done it for me. He said, Lord, your word. Your word says that it is finished. 
I declare that nothing that Christ accepts is accepted in my life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That should be the perception. That should be, don't look at yourself. But look at what the Bible says in verse 25. It says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, and continue daring. Tell your neighbor, keep looking. Keep looking. The perfect law of liberty. Law of liberty doesn't mean that the law to go and do anything you like. Well, if you do anything you like. No, who said that one? No, not, not here. If you do anything you like, your, your destination is secure. Amen? But your rewards are not secure. Are you hear what I'm saying? Amen? It's, 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 it's an oxymoron. Law of liberty. Prison of freedom. It means that, see, he has so put the law in our hearts that we have no choice than to do what pleases him. We're talking uh, on Saturday, the reward of inheritance. Another oxymoron, reward of inheritance. Henry, you have inherited something, but reward, I don't understand. (laughs) This is is the, the sweetness of the Bible. Perfect law of liberty. Keep, and he keeps looking in it. Hallelujah. He keeps looking in it. The Bible says that, he says that, and be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Hallelujah. Did you notice something? He says, a doer of the work, not a doer of the word. What's the work? Keep looking at the perfect law of liberty. Keep, that's the work. That's the work. Keep looking at Christ. We keep looking at him. We keep looking at him say, as he is, as he is, as we are. And this was so, I'm missing it now. As, as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. That's First John 5. Hallelujah. I need to hurry now. The Bible, let's just look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, and all of us, as we with unveiled faces, because we continue to behold. Hallelujah. We continue to behold in the word of God. As in a mirror. And that's what the law is. The law, the law. Talking about the other story now. The law is like a mirror. It shows you yourself. But it cannot do anything about it. Like Pastor Phil, we say, ladies, do you, when you see yourself in the mirror, do you use the mirror to, like, like to lay the foundation? <laughs> I know your foundation is Christ. I'm talking about the foundation of your... <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So you, you see yourself in the mirror and you... you, you you, you see your weaknesses, you see your flaws, but you cannot correct, you cannot be corrected, or you cannot use the mirror to, to arrange what needs to be arranged. Amen. But we must keep looking at what Christ. The Bible says that if you, you see, and continue to behold the word of God as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another from the Lord who is spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible also says, like I said before, looking at the amplified version, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. It says, in this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected in us. So that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. Tell your neighbor, we have confidence in the day of judgments. Tell your neighbor, we have confidence in the day of judgments. We are not afraid of when the trumpet will sound. Tell your neighbor, let it sound. Let it sound. 
We are confident in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. If it was as he was, it's okay. Because he was never sick, he was never poor. Although he became poor that we may become rich. Hallelujah. But it's as he is, so are we. Kai, that revelation, I pray that God will bring us into the, the, ah, the exactness of it. That as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. Do you think God is, is poor? Do you think God has sickness where he is? Hallelujah. Do you think that God has the kind of challenges that, that we sometimes we allow in our lives? Amen. As believers, we do not judge, we do not judge our position by our experiences. We judge our experiences by our posi- position. Hallelujah. In other words, we look at, we look at, we look at our position and we say, this is who we are. Regardless of whether there's money in our pockets, regardless of whatever we are experiencing, regardless of what we are feeling. People just say, I feel like this, I feel like that. No, we must be firm on our position. Tell your neighbor, be firm on our position. We are firm on our position. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must keep looking at Christ. Let's bow our heads and say, Lord, we keep looking at you. 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 Hallelujah. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.